I'm your mother, dear. You better to crush your shriveled heart. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosher. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, uh, so you don't have to. Uh, Damn. Uh, Chris. That's right. You don't have to. <laughs> how, are, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing okay. Guess what? It's not a thousand degrees in here, so oh, uh, we're, you know, we're about to get a little wacky, Jeremy. How are you? You, you guys you guys get a little cold front coming in? Like you got a little chill coming through? It's it's felt like a crisp fall day the last couple of days. Let me tell you, it's creeping back up into the 80s, so it ain't gonna last. But still, it's been nice. I told somebody, I told a customer that I would kill a man for 70 degree weather this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll end your life right here and now, sir. <laughs> I will. I will physically remove a mortal being from its from its shell right now for 70, like 70, uh, even 77 degree weather. I would take at this point in my oh, life. Yeah. Uh, 70s, 70s, 60s. That's perfect for me. It is. In the morning, yeah. you can throw on a light jacket. In the afternoon, you take that jacket off. I feel like in my in my experience, having co-hosted this podcast with you for a few years now, it's going to be like, it's super hot in my bedroom. Then you don't talk about the weather for like two weeks. And then it's going to be, I'm shoveling four foot of snow mm-hmm. off of my step. Like those are the, those are the three seasons that I know yeah. from Chris. Motion. We get creamed, dude. You get creamed. You get creamed a lot up there. So yeah, supernatural. <laughs> Supernatural. Uh, yeah, this episode is terrible. I hate it. I, mm-hmm. I, I will talk a lot of shit about this episode. I'm hoping that we can find some some funny stuff to say about it because, boy, the the construction of this I think is just it's something that Supernatural isn't often, which I think is amateurish, and mm-hmm. I, I hate to say that about my favorite show. So, yeah, it's no, it's just especially after last week, man. Yeah. Oh, talk about store my faith in everything, and then they just drop this. Stinker on us. Talk about like a fucking valley, dude. Like the the, yeah, the uh, yeah. we don't rate episodes, but imagine going from like plus twelve to negative a million on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we get into all of those good and gory details, we want to say thank you to the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, you guys have done an amazing job of supporting the, us, and we very, very much appreciate it. If you join now, you get all kinds of exclusive content on the Patreon feed. You can also get access to our Discord, where we are trying to organize like Sunday afternoon like group TV watches. This started with uh, Merlin, because we watched the last two season finale of season four and season five. We all watched them as a group. Um, 
and we're so we're trying to organize that now and you could be a part of it come lead it because nobody really wants to lead it like <laughs> Saskia made a spreadsheet and then like everyone was like yep okay and then like I don't think anybody has taken any leadership <laughs> role since so do that Chris remind me what's been happening in season 12 my man oh god um last time in Supernatural the boys were called in by Mary to tangle with a yellow-eyed prince of hell and his satan slaying lance but when things go wrong and Castiel is mortally wounded uh it's none other than Crowley who swoops in to help them out with the lance destroyed, the manifesting lance, Jeremy, with the lance destroyed and Castiel restored, the hunt for Lucifer's offspring continues. Meanwhile, Mary has begun working closer than ever with the British men of letters, and although imprisoned by Crowley, it appears that Lucifer is back once again. Bummer. Uh, this is season 12, episode 13, <laughs> Family Feud, written by, guess who, Chris? Brad Buckner, Eugenie Ross Lemming, directed by PJ Pessy. Aired on February 23rd, 2017, Sam and Dean ask Rowena to find Crowley's son. When Sam and Dean look into a murder at a museum, they learn a ghost from a merchant ship that stuck in 1723 may be at the heart of the mystery. After realizing the star was the same ship that Crowley's son Gavin McLeod should have been aboard, they at least help from Rowena to track Gavin down. Kelly Klein, still pregnant with Lucifer's child, takes refuge with the demon after an angel attempts to kill her. All that stuff was relatively accurate, and that just should be, that's it. That's all you need to know about this. That's it. Like, all right. Thanks, guys, for uh, listening, and we'll see you next week. Enjoy the outtakes. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, good, a lot of good existential crisis in the outtakes for you this week. Yeah, so good we're stuff, just, good stuff. We're just going to end um, it there. Uh, I I think I want to go back to my earlier point where this this just feels amateurish. Uh, it like we 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 talk a lot about like even just a normal episode of Supernatural being relatively well put together, easy to follow, like good spooks that kind of thing. Um, yeah. there's a lot of stuff here that I think just doesn't work at all mm-hmm. um including the the cold open which is just basically like a bunch of series of fake outs uh until this woman who is getting ready for bed like eventually gets grabbed by what could be a ghost except the ghost is under her for some reason like w- w- a way that we've never seen a ghost be or don't see for the rest of the episode and is strictly done for the jump scare yeah. um kind of kind of a bummer for me to be honest with you this whole this whole thing is a bummer there was something about i mean i'll usually be taking notes throughout a cold open just to like get the idea because you never know what detail might end up being important like something that's going to come up later so i better make a note of it now so that if it comes up again i'll remember blah 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 um but just from like the like minute one i don't know i mean you said you didn't like the episode before i watched it so i kind of had like you know i i, I was tainted jeremy um, but immediately, I could I could just tell that like nothing was going to matter. And the only thing that really was effective about any of this is the long moment of silence before something happens, even though you know something is going to happen. Because it's all these fake outs, like you said, her opening the closet, nothing there, whatever. And then we watch this woman like finally lie down in bed and like get all comfortable, and then she lays there. There's no music, and then of course the arms grab up through the bed and and kill her. Yeah. Um, the no music was was interesting. I'll say that, but it, it also like. On reflection of this episode, I somehow wonder, like, did they just forget to put the music in? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, was this also, one just so, rushed out, right? Like, and I yeah. hate to say that. I'm not, I'm not actually accusing, like, any of these people of forgetting to do something important. Like, I'm sure this was an intentional thing. Like, it, it, that was okay. I just, I'm, I'm making fun, I guess. The um, episode starts with, by saying it was six months ago, which kind of doesn't matter at all. Um, and also, they're in Andover, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. which is where meg's vessel was from so when i first saw that and i remember that just because it's i i know where that place is in real life um so when i first saw andover massachusetts i thought oh we're going back here like 
Supernatural has used this location before. Maybe it's going to reference something from the past. Like that, that could be interesting, but no, absolutely not. It just, no, it just it, reused it. It referenced something very uninteresting from the past <laughs> instead. Yeah, yeah. Um, the main episode starts off with Sam and Dean in the bunker. They have a quick conversation to justify why Castiel won't be on the episode. And then uh, we go immediately into Sam's case, uh, which is finding a, a dude that was found with his tongue ripped out and his organs crushed, but no physical harm, uh, signs of violence from the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean says, Hey, we should, we should call Mary and see if she wants to do this. Uh, and we're going to kind of follow multiple plot lines here. So we'll have Sam and Dean doing their thing. We're going to have uh, Mary kind of on her path. Uh, and then we're going to have a couple more things happening. Mary is fighting what we will f- ter- turn out to be a Rougarou at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, with like fancy sonic weapons yeah. um and like she's pointing at them and the, the rougarou just goes crazy the rougarou is maybe the worst monster we've seen in supernatural <laughs> yeah this is some like i don't know what's going on here is this some amateur hour stuff it just it's, it's like an extra from fucking like avatar like wandered onto yeah. the set right like they, just a, they clearly a half blue guy or something they went all out for the previous episode maybe that impacted the budget or schedule for this so they really just had to burn through it but it shows, unfortunately. It's just, you know, a bad episode can still be fun, and you can still get a good time out of it. Um, but this one, I don't know. I think there's just a lot of things that rubbed us the wrong way throughout this episode. There, there's a lot going on in an episode where not much actually, like, really happens that I care about. Yeah, um, and yeah. it's and it, I think it's just real ham-fisted with a lot of the stuff it does. For instance, like, when the Rougarou finally dies, the camera pulls back, and we see that she's been fighting, like, multiple Rougarou. And also Ketchup is there and he's like timing her and telling her how good of a job she's doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I already don't like Ketchup a lot. Yeah. So his entire shtick in this episode, which I'm going to rant about a lot when we get to it, is uh, really, really gross and, and bad. They they wrote him some really corny just lines. fucking god awful shit. Armchair psychology <laughs> like, stuff, dude. I'm going to rant about it's this. dumb as hell. Um, <laughs> we're having fun, people. We're having fun. Yeah. So like Dean, calls while she, <laughs> Dean calls while she's doing this and she immediately lies and just says, oh, I'm just relaxing. Whatever. Like, she's acting like season four Sam. Um, <laughs> she's yeah. out here drinking demon blood and lying to her son about it. She's using sonar guns to kill Rugerus. If she told Dean, I just used a sonar gun to kill Rugerus, who'd be like, holy shit, mom, for real? That's dope. Because Dean loves shit like that. But no she lies she thankfully lies. that lie doesn't last but still it's um it's some shit and i get you know she doesn't want him to know that you know she's teamed up with the british men of letters so there we go she doesn't want to join them on the hunt because she's doing her thing ketchup calls her a uh, an extreme an excellent liar and then advise her for drinks which she seems kind of put off by when we move over to crowley another one of our plot lines throughout this uh he has uh, kidnapped Lucifer, as we saw in the last at the ending of the last episode. He wants Lucifer to call him master, wants him to lick the floor, basically wants to exact revenge on Lucifer. And then we get just like what feels like 87 minutes of exposition dialogue that I've mm-hmm. never cared about less. Like he talks about his minions studying the cage for years and determining how to how the metal is the made. molecular level of like i didn't think the cage was a physical location uh, i thought it was a metaphysical either. soul trap <laughs> and i know they raised him up and sam had to go into the cage but even then i thought that that was just All a metaphysical manifestation stuff. yeah of this think, thing like yeah for, but for him to be like we studied the fancy metal from hell like that's yeah and on, we made a cha- and we made a chair out of it so now here you are in the in the weird cage chair uh also, they, they managed to find Nick, uh, who was Lucifer's original vessel when he came back to Earth, uh, which couldn't, at the time, support him. Couldn't, it couldn't last through Lucifer's energy, but they yeah. have upgraded and repaired it. 
and have what saved, did they do? Saved it for years. <laughs> They've been just holding on to this. Rel- I guess. And like you have to sometimes be reminded that Crowley's kind of a shitty dude. Like, do you, was mm-hmm. this dude still have a mind, or was he just like, yeah, who knows I, about like, that? Were they, were they, was he comatose? Like, what's happening there? I, and I, how did they upgrade it? Because Sam was supposed to be the only vessel that could actually this take Lucifer. Seems like it would have like shortcutted a lot of season one through five if they could have upgraded the vessel that Lucifer yeah. was already in. What did they right? just pump him full of Sam's nut blood? Like, sorry, dude. everybody, bringing it back. Were they just dude. going around the bunker collecting bloody tissues till they had enough to make this shit work? Like, God. I'm sorry. God, can you but imagine what? being the demons that have to do that? That would make a more interesting episode of than than this than this episode is. Like, yeah. Chris yeah. and Jeremy as the demons that have been possessed and like also are still doing a podcast about supernatural at the same time. <laughs> so they pumped. I'm just going to assume that they pumped Nick full of uh, some sort of Sam DNA, and that's yes. how they're making this work. That's Agreed. that's the only thing. Um, otherwise, the whole importance of destiny and all that shit that they defied. And Out Seuss- the Lucifer, window. Th- yeah. Uh, um all right so lucifer by the this, way is not extremely impressed by all of this stuff uh yeah, oh. it's also really dumb of crowley because he could have been banished back to the cage and off of the show not a problem anymore he's he's put back where he should have been at the end of season five and left there but instead crowley wanted to get his revenge so he pulled him into the vessel instead of letting him go into the cage and that's just seems really crowley is he's the king of hell but he's clearly he's a demon he can be petty sometimes but this just sort of seems beneath him um and it seems very dumb and i made a comment a, a couple of weeks ago about how at a certain point in the show game of thrones Tyrion starts making really stupid decisions even though he's a character that was always written to be very smart and obviously crowley isn't like the most clever he's been outsmarted a few times by castiel and the boys and uh even lucifer but here just to see him like making what is clearly a huge mistake for the sake of petty revenge just doesn't seem like his character. That's just me. But it's going to have long lasting effects on the show, clearly. It is. It, 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 I'm getting the feeling that we need to get used to Lucifer being around Chris. Like, yeah. I feel like if they are doing this kind of stuff now, like Lucifer is just going to be around for a while. Um, so and, we should, you know, we, should just we, we both suck it up and deal with it. <laughs> right. We both liked the reveal at the end of yes. uh, the previous episode, mm-hmm. just because it was well done, kind of unexpected, handled in a, in a subtle way. But I think we both were sort of on the same page with while the reveal was like a good gotcha moment. It's not something that I actually really want. To, to move forward with so yeah. it's you know it's a I wanna, lot we i want to mention too uh because it's going to come up quite a bit in this episode this is also a scene where crowley explains how he got lucifer why he wasn't sent to the cage like rowena spell was supposed to do back in yeah. the previous episode and the episode actually flashes back to that like part of the original episode Mm-hmm. So we see them in the hotel room and Crowley talks about like sneaking behind everybody and perverting the spell or whatever. And uh, we're going to see this like flashback technique several times while it reminds us of things that happened in the past. And uh, dude, I I'm, you know, flashbacks should always be used very sparingly. And for some reason, like this forest gumpization of like, Oh, actually here's what really happened. It was really like frustrating to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like I, if you, this, this makes me think even more like, okay, we're on a tight schedule. We just got to get stuff done. We don't have time to film things. So we're just going to throw some, I don't know. It's, it's not fun. It's not fun. Uh, we go back over to Sam and Dean, uh, who has, Sam has found um, the, the case in the cold open that happened six months ago. So now they've got a pattern. Um, and they start talking about Mary and Dean kind of theorizes that Mary has something going on that he's not telling us. And of course, Sam is like, Hey, like she's, she's hunting. Like she's, that's a lot. Like you, you get kind of focused on the job. 
And and Dean is like, mm, there's something else going on because Dean was raised by John Winchester and he can tell when somebody is mad or lying to him. He's an emotional yeah. fucking empath, just like any like single parent kid is. Like the oldest <laughs> the oldest single kid of a single parent is like on fucking tinter hooks at all times, waiting for somebody mm-hmm. to get mad at him. <laughs> yeah. He's Dean's used to not being loved by his parents. So exactly. Yeah. You know. That's why he knows uh, what this feels like. Like this feels like John, and Mary has never felt like John. <laughs> you know, Sam basically had a dad in Dean, so he doesn't know. You know, he, exactly. he doesn't know to yeah. not trust as much. He had so. a dad in Dean and a mom in <laughs> Stanford, uh, yeah. in Stanford University. Yeah. That's right. Um, okay, so on the drive over, yeah, they're um, Dean's. Dean's, you know, he's not buying her story, mm-hmm. uh, and then we cut over to another museum, and we see another dude get killed in a seemingly random way. that doesn't relate to the last kill um Uh, yeah he just he just dies it's a ghost attack and he dies it's a ghost attack uh Uh, sam and dean meet with this museum curator uh who tells them that there's three new exhibits uh dean says there's a lot of emf around which it's emf's uh, going nuts which is the best moment of the whole episode just because you know i love when an emf detector just goes nuts i do do too and then sam says well that's just you know that's just how this museums are. You know, these ADH ghosts and their tethers. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what are you? Yeah. ADHD yeah. ghosts? What are we talking about, Sam? That is, what is that line? Yeah, what why is would you even say that? Yeah. Um, and then finally, we get our, our fourth plot line in this episode because, boy, were things not happening disjointed enough. Uh, I think that's the other real big issue. Like, there's just so, there's four different plot lines in this, and like, none of them get any kind of like, length to, to they don't linger mm-hmm. on any of them like so it just feels like i'm it feels like i have adhd when i'm watching this episode i'm not i'm right. not I, sh- I shouldn't say that like i'm not trying to to treat that like with any kind of disrespect but like it just feels very disjointed and like they're just That's bouncing right. about yeah. i have a hard time keeping track of stuff so yeah um emf's going nuts doesn't matter um we check back in with kelly klein pregnant with lucifer's child um and an angel is her waitress at a diner she has no idea what she's doing um She's just kind of lost wandering the world trying to f- figure out a plan. Um, back over at the museum, Dean makes a joke about like maybe it'd be an Aztec ghost, but I, I wrote that down thinking maybe it'd be helpful. It's not. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. Uh, he just They just wanted Dean to drop a sword. Like that's the, um, That was yeah. the joke, everybody. Sam <laughs> finds a piece of a ship from a shipwreck called the Star. They, it was the, this piece is on loan from a museum in andover massachusetts um and dean makes the connection that this was the name of the ship that gavin mcleod aka crowley's human son this was the ship that he was on that was supposed to sink before they altered time to let gavin live in the present day how can sam live with himself that he allowed dean to make this connection you know what i'm saying like there's a moment where sam is like kind of looks at him like are you fucking serious right now this is my whole job this is my whole you kill everything in your sight you're the berserker and i'm the nerd like this don't this is my whole vibe stay in your lane william winchester oh wait that's my that's my middle name yeah 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 um okay so back over to crowley and lucifer your faves uh lucifer is just laughing and taunting crowley yes um Crowley was also under the impression that the Nephilim was gone. Yes, taken um, care of in by the boys. Marks. But uh, he, uh, Lucifer says, "No, I can still feel him out there. I know he's out there." Um, and Crowley calls Dean for a favor now. But um, Crowley, said, oh no, sorry, yeah, Dean that, calls Crowley yeah. for a favor. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Dude. And and then uh, he he wants Crowley to get in touch with Gavin essentially to help them out, but he doesn't want to do that. 
And uh, he also like yells at them a whole lot for not killing that baby um, and for not going to hunt it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucifer was listening to this whole conversation and realizes that, you know, can hear that Crowley has a son and is like, oh, we're both dads. This is, you know, this is so exciting. We can, you can, when do we let him start dating? Like he's being the typical like Lucifer kind of character, which is kind of a bummer, I think, mm-hmm. because, uh, and I know we've already talked at length about Lucifer, but. Like, do you remember at the end of season 11 where that dude had kind of had like just a, a modicum of character development? Like, yeah. And I know like he got immediately like bonded with and then got abandoned by his father again. But just all of this like rock star worship me and like goofy kind of thing. Just like, man, like just get a different stick or get a different character. And I will, I promise I will stop talking about this at some point. Like yeah. we're going to have to yeah. not stop talking about it. I'm sorry, it's, everybody. It's just bad. It's, it's, uh, you know. It makes me forget about how good last episode was, and that's bad. That's saying something real bad. Maybe if you're binging it, you're not really going to notice. Um, that was it. Put it <laughs> when I was ranting about this episode in the Discord. Nobody remembered any of the all of the parts to this. Somebody was like, "I think there's a ship," <laughs> and someone else was yeah. like, "There's a ghost," and I'm like, "Some of this is right, y'all. I'll keep going." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody could um, remember cl- a lot. They're about clearly it. trying to build some some parent-child relationships because we have Crowley and Rowena. You have uh, Crowley and Gavin, you have Lucifer and the Nephilim, you have Mary and the boys. Like, they're clearly going for this, you know, parentage theme and how all these parents are either letting their children down or not, or blah, 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 whatever. But it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to articulate it without just being ultra negative, which is what we're doing which anyway. Which is what we're doing anyway, yeah. <laughs> but, and- like, trying to not, like, spill over even further and just make this, like, unlistenable material. But um. You know, we don't even get any big kicks in this episode. No, not really. So, no, not at all. Um, from Lucifer's, we go back over to the museum where a um, an all-girls school uh, is leaving after going on tour. And we see the girls getting hustled on the, the bus. And then two women teachers are there. One of which, like, I guess like, like a ghost just puts, the, uh, puts this weird-looking medallion into the the woman's pocket. And, uh, and we've seen this before. Like, Supernatural has messed around with ghosts, like, planting their... Um, whatever their item is, whatever their tether is, like on people, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of an obscure thing in Supernatural, and I kind of feel like Buck Lemming created it, and they just wanted to put it in here so that they could reference it again. But I could be wrong on that. I'm willing to let that happen. Um, I think the effect looks incredibly stupid. Like it's just being done by a string, which looks really, really bad. Yeah, I don't know how this lady doesn't notice, but um, okay, so we get a lady. She's gonna be haunted now. Yep. Um, and then we cut over to Kelly, who is for some reason just like walking back alleys alone at night because that's what you do when you're pregnant and on the run, dude. You stick to the back alleys in dangerous cities that you've never been to, you know? And sure enough, she gets pursued by a couple people. Um, and it turns out that it's a couple of angels. They have angel blades. They're, they've come to assassinate her. Things are not looking good. Um, but then the Prince of Hell, Dagon, shows up and kills both of those angels. Yeah, and uh, this chick is cool. I've seen her on a bunch of stuff before, and I, I really like her. Um, I um, I was excited to see her on the show. I hope she she lasts for a little while. I, I didn't look up to see exactly how many episodes she was on, but like last episode, I was very curious about this Prince of Hell taking an interest, and obviously, like here she is, and like you mm-hmm. know, hey, and she does the the literal, and and it made me roll my eyes so hard, like the "come with me if you want to live" comment, um, which I could just not hear in fiction ever again. But I guess it, it yes. gives a thrill to some people. Um, and then that stuff is like physically painful to hear. <laughs> um, it's like it's like mini Ready Player One to me a little mm-hmm. bit. Like uh, I still haven't seen that movie, but I read that book and just remember thinking like, wow, like how are the hunks not in this? This is ridiculous. This is such a snub. <laughs> um, 
Diagon later will kind of fill Kelly in on uh, basically everything that's happening. Like, those were angels. I'm a demon. You're literally Rosemary, complete with the baby. Lucifer. Which is how many times do you think that this season they've made that joke? Because it's definitely not the first time. I feel like it's the second or third time they've made the Rosemary's baby joke. But maybe I've just been thinking it, too. Because, I mean, that's kind of the... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, she they're at a they're at a dry iron warehouse. That's how I describe this location. <laughs> there's no wet. There's no wetness on the. There's no dampness no wet in this pipes, warehouse. We got some dry iron for sure. I also like. I thought it was really funny that we end a scene with her doing the you know come with me if you want to live thing and like reaching her hand out to 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 you know pull Kelly up and then the next scene we're at this dry iron warehouse and Kelly's just sitting on the floor and like, I'm just yeah. marching around. Like, where did you take her? Like, where did yeah. you, why, why here? Why not to like anywhere else? <laughs> you really pulled her up to her feet, huh? Jeez. Go to a right. sofa, go to a furniture store. Like she, the, the woman's pregnant. She's Let her get pregnant. off her feet. Yeah. <laughs> take her to a motel. Love of God. Jesus Christ. Take her to a Denny's. Take her back inside the diner. Yeah. But give this woman some food. She's eaten for like 1.6 million or something. I don't yeah. know how demons God. eat. Probably not great. Um, um, but she, so she tells Dagon tells Kelly that, um, you know, hey, don't believe all that angel propaganda shit. Don't believe all the devil child crap, because um, I think that this child is actually going to save you. And did you know that Lucifer is was actually an archangel and blah, 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 blah. So, OK, don't believe the hype is what she's saying. Yes. Um, also, she mentions the Winchesters like that. The Winchesters would just want to kill him, kill him, kill your baby. Also, your baby is a boy, which you probably didn't know. Um, but I will protect you. Uh, we skipped over a scene where Sam and Dean call in Rowena on all of this stuff and are like, Hey, we really want your help. And she's like, fuck off. And they're like, no, really, you're, you're going to actually want to know about this. And Sam, Sam gets a little handsy with her. Sam gets a little handsy with her and she just like gives him the look like, who are you again? Who do you what think is your you name? Are, pal? You're the tall um, Winchester. Is that, was it? <laughs> I, I can't tell if they're being flirty or if it's like, you know, hands off Sam. Like, I know she's like a villain technically, but it's still weird seeing a giant dude manhandle a small woman. Uh, but you know, Buckingham loves that shit. So, and they've, and they've done a lot to like the show has done a lot to, uh, take her away from the villain role like she hasn't done mm-hmm. anything like outright villainous in a little while right like it's yeah, been it's yeah. been a few it's been a few episodes since she's done she's been straight up evil um she they take her to meet gavin gavin's getting off a bus um they got him there under false pretenses telling him that her, his dad wanted to talk to him and then go to introduce him to rowena um and then they all go back to the museum and i love this scene because Sam and Dean have presented themselves as cops to this museum curator. Uh, and then they show up back up at the museum later wearing hunter clothes, carrying mm-hmm. a like five foot two redheaded, beautiful woman and a, and a fucking like idiot gore monster that yeah. is Gavin who like sucks all of the energy out of every single room he's ever been in in his entire life. <laughs> yeah. And like the, the museum curator is like, yeah, this seems legit. You guys investigate. Like there's been a bunch of murders, but like you guys just do whatever. This is like, I, I watch numbers. This is what they do on numbers, right? Like, sure. Yeah. Get after it. Yeah. <laughs> numbers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. Is this where we get the fucking like backstory? Like there's a yep. locket missing from the exhibit. So, uh-huh. Okay. It turns out that that locket beyond belonged belonged to Fiona, who was the Shrek's beloved feet. Yes, exactly. Played by Cameron Diaz. Yes, and Cameron Diaz, she was mad at Gavin for for wanting to leave for the New World five hundred years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when she went to stop him, she found that he was gone, and Gavin realizes that because of the time travel that he was you know, a part of. That when she found him gone, she must have assumed that he, 
got on the ship and left without saying goodbye, so she sneaks onto the ship, and then clearly she died when the ship went down. They could have left it at that. Isn't that good enough? Uh, that she d- she hated this voyage. She didn't want anyone going on it, but when she thought that her beloved was leaving her, that she got on that ship, and then when it went down, her restless spirit is attacking, I don't know, anybody who has any lineage tied to this or that. There's so many other things that they could have gone with. Yeah, I um I don't like this. Like the ultimate thing of why she's doing and what she why she's doing what she's doing is 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 super gross to me. Um I I guess we'll get to it when she reveals it a little bit later. Yeah. Um we go back to uh they look for the locket, the locket's gone, they can't find it. Uh meanwhile, Ketchup and Mary are uh driving to this extremely rustic looking hotel uh in the middle of nowhere in his super fancy sports car. Um, and he asked about, he asked if she wants to go get a drink and she kind of brushes him off. And then he brings up the boys and says like, Hey, you need to disengage with them. Like they're obviously not good for you. The British men of letters is my family. Like the work comes first. Um, and then when she refuses to do that, he puts on like his fucking R slash male feminism hat or whatever this is they're supposed to be. And just starts this like armchair psychology bullshit of her of like, you know, when you're with them, you're softer and weaker. And I don't mean that in any offense, even though it's definitely an insult, but uh, you yeah. know, when you're, a, when you're just thinking about hunting, you're one of the most beautiful hunters I've ever seen. And I think you know that and you hate it. And I'm like, I, I just, Chris, I hate this. I hate this. I, it's, it's, it was hard to watch. It's so fucking cringy. And dude. I don't like, I hate, I hate calling stuff cringy. Cause it's like a meme, like uh, I don't know, a teenage thing to do, but it just is like, Holy shit. This is, this is bad writing and it's just it's poor delivery and it doesn't make any sense from what we've seen like from mary like what it, like i don't know it's just dumb it's like the joker talking to batman but it's fan fiction written by me when i was 15 hell yeah i would rather re- let's re- bring that up livejournal.com slash crimson king i'm sure that that's what it was <laughs> uh i would rather read that on this episode than listen to catch up talk about this stuff with mary because like We've seen that Mary's been fucked up about hunting and distancing herself from her kids. I don't necessarily think that like her, she's scared of her kids making her softer and weaker. Like none of that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. No. Like the times that we've seen her hunting alongside her kids, she's been a badass. Like she's right. she's. Do you remember when she kicked the British Men of Letters ass? She just punched that chick in the face so hard. Yeah. I made a yep. gif about it. Like four years later, I made a gif about it. <laughs> so I totally understand you know when we started talking about this or talking about mary a lot of people were kind of expressing disappointment with her decisions and i just you know chalk that up to oh it's because she's like hurt dean and people don't want to see dean getting hurt by his mom like that's really shitty but i kept reading her her character motivations as somebody as a you know stranger in a strange land and having an incredibly difficult time coping with the world that she lives in and having an even more difficult time coping with the fact that her sons are now full adults and she never got to know them. Uh, and I could totally see that as something that maybe keeps her at a distance a little bit. She kind of wants to hunt on her own sometimes and she becomes more of a Bobby figure rather than like their actual mother who lives with them and, and you know, whatever. But they just like have veered away from that completely and just like, well, now I'm so obsessed with hunting that I'm willing to join up with these people that tortured my son. Like no sweat gang. Let me just get into this. It just, I don't know. It, it seems like they wanted to just take what I felt was actually really good, uh, character Character development, character work and, and just sort of 
throw it at some drama or throw some drama at it rather to and kind of divert it from its course because i think that they could have done a lot of interesting stuff with mary and working with the british men of letters not necessarily one of them even then i could i could argue that there's there's a reason why she would do this if she feels like it'll make her the most efficient person and maybe they'll the british men of letters would get off sam and dean's backs and she can kind of still hunt have a safety net, but but not have to necessarily be beside her sons because if she feels uncomfortable doing that. But like you said, we've seen her be a badass with Sam and Dean. We've seen her like enjoy hunting with them, and then we see her pull them into some dangerous situation in the last episode. And it's just like <laughs> they kind of just decided they didn't care about writing Mary as like a realistic character and just wanted to have her kind of be a bad guy. There's a there's a pitch here where like the reason that mary seeks out the british Men of letters and accepts their deal and accepts their stuff like we saw this in the last episode where she told wally rest in peace wally um <laughs> uh but you know they she's killed so many vampire nests and and werewolf packs and so many ghouls and all this other stuff um there's a there's a like a, a pitch i can see being made that mary having come back from heaven um, and being placed in this life where her sons are basically strangers to her, living a life that she absolutely 100% didn't want for them and didn't want for her, but now she's kind of being pushed into where she does this as almost like penance to make up for the fact that she wasn't there mm-hmm. for her kids or she wasn't, she let her kids do this. Even though I'm not saying she's actually guilty for that kind of stuff, I'm just saying like she's putting herself through this. Sure, sure. And the, and the reason she's reaching out for this is because it is the most efficient way to kill a bunch of vampires and try to replace that and like looking like you would think like oh hey like looking at your boys and hanging out with those guys would probably be the best way to not feel guilty but that's not how like human relationships work a lot of times yeah and i but like not i don't think any of that is actually happening like that's just what i want to happen i think they won't catch up and marry to hook up and this is the way that they're going about it like i think that that's exactly like she he is it dude it almost feels like he's kind of like if she was younger this would be grooming almost of like trying to separate her from her family and stuff and then i already don't like ketchup anyway that's why i call him ketchup and in fact Mm -hmm. i might actually just start calling him that motherfucker and not a cute nickname because i don't like him so much but (laughs) like i already don't like the dude very much and i I, this thing like kind of tainting mary's character to a degree i I really don't like and she hasn't done anything that no. I think is completely wrong other than hide but trying this. to frame her like you're secretly a monster. Like, we've exactly, gone down yeah. that route with hunters so many times before. And it seems like we had a really interesting um, idea on our hands, like working with a character who's out of time and has to deal with that and how they, how they deal with that and how, I don't know, letting Mary have her own growth, her own reasons for doing things. Like you said, like somebody who's working through stuff for her own reasons not because of her sons or against her son. Like, it just seems like this is going to be more stuff, more plot for Sam and Dean rather than actual character work for Mary in the long run. But we will see. Um, meanwhile, Sam and Dean figure out where the locket has gone through, you know, hunting stuff. Yeah. Uh, they go over to this uh, school uh, where the two teachers are that we saw earlier. They're already being haunted. There's a large, like a long amount of time of like, you know, windows, window shades being rolled up and lights flickering. And I'm like, we, dude, you have already killed two people on the screen by it with a ghost. Yeah. Like, I don't know what we're doing here. We don't need the buildup anymore. We don't. We got um, it. Yeah. Um, Sam and Dean barge in, shoot the ghost as they are want to do. And uh, they are trailed by Gavin and Rowena. Uh, they quickly fill in these two poor innocent bystanders uh, who I believe one of which is just credited as woman in the credits. Oh, cool. cool, cool yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> so if you were curious what was going down in the credits for Supernatural, like, yeah. Um, 
they quickly fill them in on what's happening and then form a seance so that they can summon Gavin's dead GF, uh, who actually like shows up when he says, mm-hmm. Fiona, it is I, Gavin, please appear to me. <laughs> like, he, this is the like r- yeah. most ridiculous, like, please come talk to me, your dead speech I have ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Like, I, Chris, it is I, Jeremy, I'm here to talk about supernatural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she appears before him looking like a ghost. Um, looking all intense and stuff before transforming back into her old self. And this is where she reveals that, you know, she's not just haunting the locket and killing people because uh, she, she died on a ship that she didn't want to be on, but it's because she was assaulted by the sailors on there. And at this point, so we've become, I guess, sensitive to this stuff and in, in when we're reviewing Supernatural. Um, and it, so it kind of sticks out because they play it fast and loose. They just want to talk about sexual assault like it's a fast and loose backstory or comment or joke or whatever. I think that's what really rubs us the wrong way. It's not that it can't be used in fiction in any way, shape, or form. It's just that the way that they do it is so blasé and so, you know, insensitive, I guess. But it it didn't stop there with this, Jeremy, with the the, the misogyny, because the only way you can get an angry female ghost is if she was assaulted, right? So... She's what? Who is she attacking, Jeremy? What's what's her mo? Sailors, right? That's that's the whole. That's she's been like well, they've been. We've been hunting like dead, dead, dead ship guys, right? Like that's, see, it's interesting that you would think that because that's who attacked and assaulted and, her and, and, and did this to yeah, her. Yeah, presumably. It, but no, yeah. it has nothing to do with no. the actual men who oh, committed okay. this crime. Okay. Because why? Why would she really be mad about that? Right? This was written by a buckleming. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. what she's really mad about is the teacher on board who made her feel bad about it. So instead of being attacked or being being angry at the men who, who committed this horrible crime, she's angry at the one woman who just was just treated her like shit about it. Yeah, because you deserve this these for writers, liking Gavin is the it was is like which is also fucking horrible. Yes, like and like these writers have such deep deep seated misogyny that they literally can't help themselves. And at a certain point, I just was like, is this a fantasy for them? Like it's like we have to question who who they're letting write these episodes because it. You know, bad writing is one thing, but at a certain point, there's this like you know psychosis slipping through a little bit. It's like, man, you, hmm, the way that you framed that is so fucking deeply misogynistic and fucking weird. It's just that it just it says something about the people writing it. Like the and it's and it's so dumb. Like it's just it is so like she could just be mad at Gavin. Like, but they they have Mm -hmm. constructed, and I keep going like there's something that I go back to when. Like you talk about fiction or world building or or anything of like, you know, a lot of people get hung up on rules and how things work and things like that. I, I did that in my younger days and I'm I, I try to like let that go nowadays, right? Like, you know, if if Sam and Dean hit a ghost with something and it doesn't die the way it's supposed to, like because of whatever, whatever, whatever I don't really care that much. Like, am I having fun watching it? But mm-hmm. like, if you're setting a premise, like if you set out to like write some pages of Supernatural. And your whole premise is like, we have to kill three people before Sam and Dean's going to figure out what the ghost is. And then the ghost has got to have a reason to kill those three people. Like why this, why the extra layer? Like why the assault? And if it is the assault, like why not have them hunting down the, you know, children of the men that were, that crewed the ship or whatever. Right. Like yeah. why? Like it, it's because they, they wouldn't have been in America. Like I can, t- I can tell you why, like they could, that would have made right, sense for right. the ghost to be somewhere for Sam and Dean to hunt it. But it's just so many layers of bullshit to go through. And I, and, and just to use it just so casually, like I, you know, this is like real world shit for people. And like you said, it's not that you can't use it in fiction. It just like a, like a fucking modicum of respect for it. Like that's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. 
and I know they we haven't. So fast I know we haven't made a joke. <laughs> we haven't made a joke in a long time. So like, nut blood, <laughs> big kick, <laughs> <Yeah>. Sam. <laughs> it's just bullshit, and it started to like freak me out because I know like everybody has always talked about how they don't like these writers or, or these particular writers do certain things. But there was just like we were, you know, texting about it a little bit. I was like getting kind of heated thinking about like. Th- I don't know. Thinking some pretty bad stuff about these people who, who write these episodes. Clearly, I don't know them. Maybe they're just irresponsible and they don't think about this stuff. Or, or hey, we need a little bit of extra coal in the fire to make it so that she's really re- like. Why else would she be this mad? You know, which is just bullshit and it's lazy. But at a certain point, it just starts to make me think that there's something else at work here. A, a, a an enjoyment of this kind of plotline or just or, 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 this or like maybe just like whatever like this is this is the crutch right like every a yeah. woman can't like i think you said this earlier like a woman can't be mad unless a man has done something bad to her right like and a man can't be you know can't start a mission unless like something bad happened to his woman like it just feels like it just feels so fucking tr- like trite at this point yeah. like it's not if you're not gonna like actually use it like you're just gonna toss it off then like why like you just got to do better. I mean, like I, I know that's a kind of a, it's kind of a cliche, but do better. And this is going to lead into more ranting, by the way, because as as she disappears and Gavin kind of fills in the rest of the crowd of what's going on, Sam and Dieter are like, "Oh yeah, we know how to fix this. We're just going to send you back to back through time, and then Dude. you you'll be there, and then like you guys will be happy or whatever, and you can go die on the ship, and then she won't kill anybody, so all of these people will come back to life magically. And yeah, we'll just we're just going to do that, and like." Rowena isn't into this. Gavin is a hundred percent into it. Crowley shows up out of nowhere and is like, absolutely not. Uh, but then Gavin like apparently called him, even though like Sam and Dean literally yeah. just proposed the time traveling thing four seconds ago, four sentences ago. Like when, what? I don't what? know. I don't know. It's, it's truly bizarre. Literally the only thing I good moment in this entire episode is when Crowley tries to stop this from happening. And he reaches out and tries to grab Gavin. Rowena casts a spell on him and freezes Crowley in place. And it looks like he has tears in his eyes for a moment. It's like an incredibly human moment for Crowley. And obviously we saw him turn human and and he he has experienced these things before. And maybe this has left a little nugget of that side. Um, This this is the best moment of the episode for me. It's just the tears in his eyes as or, or that's how I interpreted it. It looked like he was very emotional not being able to stop this from happening, not being able to do anything. And I don't know if it's because he actually wanted to save Gavin or to feel like he's done something good for his son by bringing him uh, to, to the future or whatever. Um, but that's the, that's the one positive thing I'll say about this episode is that his acting right here is, it hit me in a way that I didn't expect to like give a shit about Crowley's father parent relationship yeah, I, I agree like you know crowley does 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 a little bit of work on this episode even though all of the stuff with lucifer i think is garbage like the stuff he does yeah. with gavin is really good um they they all decide to do this they all load up in the apollo they leave <laughs> they just leave rowena behind rowena's like can i get a lift please can, I, yeah. can you take me to the bus station i'm at an all-girls school and like yeah. two of the people like one of them is dead like i need to kind of maybe get out of here before the cops show up dean has to pull her aside he's like listen my brother is really in love with you and it's just it's a lot just, it's gonna be a lot like, it's he's, a lot he's gonna like probably like try to get in the back seat with you nobody wants that he doesn't <laughs> no. he doesn't fit and you're going to be uncomfortable yeah um, so so I don't I don't need him playing twenty questions with you back there. So please, <laughs> they go back to the bunker, uh, which is sure. I guess we're just bringing everybody to the bunker nowadays. Uh, yeah, why not? Sam and Dean they start casting the spell. They cut Gavin's palm. Um, Sam like is is like really like they're really leaning into this being a huge sacrifice for Gavin. 
like going back in time uh, to because he knows he's going to die on the ship or whatever. And they're like, "You're a good dude, man. Thank you so much." And they they cast the spell. Fiona shows up next to him. They hug. Uh, they start glowing and then fade to smoke. Um, like we we fade to black. Come back and Sam and Dean are like, "Oh yeah, all of those people that we definitely still remember." because we only knew about them because they were dead or alive now, because that's how time travel works in this world. We've definitely confirmed all of this stuff. Like they should have just like, like it should have been erased from history and their memories. I don't know. But but also if Gavin hadn't been taken by Abaddon in the first place, then they wouldn't have been able to, I mean, like if you're going to do time again, this feels just like the sexual assault thing. Like if you're going to do time travel, like you can't just fucking half ass it. Like you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta either play it real fast and loose and do something extremely cool with it so that I don't care about the consequences or you have to care about the consequences, which is impossible because it's time travel. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get, Oh, Chris, I'm so frustrated. I'm so it's, bad. It's incredibly frustrating. It's, it's, I don't know if they thought they were tying up a loose end, but they just made the end even looser. Not blood. Big kick, Sam. Yeah, we gotta make jokes. I gotta make a joke. We got our joke. We got our jokes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Um. So they confirm them. They confirm the murders didn't happen. Mary shows up. Mm -hmm. Uh. Dean's like, hey, it's been a while. Uh. But she brings six beers for three grown adults. Yeah. I assume. (laughs) I assume that she's like, there's a there's a whole ice chest in like the back of my car. I was just bringing. I'm just saying what they don't. Yeah. They don't. They don't sell twelve packs, or you just. No, no, she she's got like uh, two cases chilled down in the ice chest in the back of her like Mustang or whatever, right? She, she better, man. She just didn't want to bring that in because like there's stairs involved. She's gonna make the boys go get that later. Fair enough. She did, you know what she did? She just brought the uh, the, she just brought the craft beers in because she knew Dean would get real excited. <laughs> she's got fucking Michelob Ultra in the truck, right? But she's got, uh, she brought yeah, the craft yeah. beers in to get them started. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, uh, so now she she comes clean, which because Dean is kind of like mom. I don't believe you. Uh, I think you're full of baloney. Um, so she's like, yeah, okay, you got me. Busted. I was hunting a Ruger earlier with a sonar gun, and I'm working with the British Men of Letters. And um, Sam is like, Mom, um, you remember when they like torched my foot and like broke my ribs and shit? Can you not? This is the first time that Sam looks a- actually hurt he looks, by Mary's I, I, behavior. I'll give some props. And I, I like this scene um, a lot. Uh, so like, this is... This is like one of the saving graces of this episode for me. If Sam just looking like so betrayed by this woman who he has done nothing but be nice to and give room yeah. to and give space to, he is heartbroken over this. He, you know, he's given her the benefit of the doubt for, for everything. All of Dean's, you know, criticisms of her. Sam has been like, well, you just got to give her time, man, because he knows he always needs time. He's Sam Winchester. And there's something, and maybe I'm kind of just imagining it, but though Dean sort of steps behind Sam a little bit. And because Dean's standing, Sam is sitting at the table, and it felt like a very protective move from Dean. And that's a, you know, a subtle character thing that I think Jared and Jensen could just roll with because they've played these characters for so long. So there's another positive thing about this episode. Dean seems like he is, he almost steps closer to him, or at least in my mind, the shot is framed in such a way that I perceived Dean to be standing over Sam's shoulder in a protective way. Like, are you serious? Like, because Dean would go to bat for Sam over marry over anybody um because he's the protective older brother so to find out that somebody in his own family just has basically betrayed somebody or betrayed sam or has joined up with somebody who hurt sam that big brother kind of just like climbs right out of dean real quick he doesn't really say too much about it but you can tell um they 
they're kind of left at this impasse. Um, and Dean finally says, like, so where does that leave us? And she says, it's the same as it, it always is. We're family. Um, and we, we go from this scene to a bus stop uh, where Rowena is waiting for a bus because, again, they just would not let her have a, have a say. Or maybe she just refused. And Sam was like, no, no, get the, you can just sit in the front seat with me. And she's like, eh, no, no, thank you. Yeah, I think I'll just take the bus. I'll just take the bus. Uh, she's waiting on a bus when Crowley shows up. Um, and Crowley is uh, surprisingly kind of heartbroken about all of this, although he plays it as as anger. And he says that what she did is a, is a new low. And he wants to know, like, what in her... And her filthy heart, I think he says, or something some, like he's your simple, you know, small, disgusting heart or something made you do this. Like, why did you do this? I know you have some angle on why you did this, and I, I want to know what it is. And um, she said, you know, she, Gavin was a was a lovely child, and he reminded her of Oscar, who is uh, Crowley's half brother, and who he made her kill in order to remove the mark of Cain from uh, Dean at mm-hmm. one point. Um, which I had kind of forgotten about, and it's a fucked up thing yeah. to forget about for a character, a fucked up thing for your son to make you do, uh, to make their mother do. Um, and she says that it was the right thing to do for Gavin, uh, but it also allowed Crowley to suffer the loss of a child just like her. And she finishes with, I'm your mother, dear. Who better to crush your shriveled little heart? I'm curious. I, again, I may be reading too much into this Rowena stuff. Uh, I feel like since the end of season 11, when like she saw this stuff with Amara and God that she later told Dean about in season 12. And that since the beginning of season 12, we haven't really seen her be super evil or do anything uh, like do anything worse than try to like, you know, shack up with an old conservative guy for his money. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like she probably did this specifically for Gavin and to, to make this right, to make Gavin's life right. Cause it was the right thing to do. Um, whether or not like the time travel, you buy into any of this shit at yeah, all. Yeah. But I feel like she did this. And then when Crowley confronted her on it, she came in with the knife. Uh, but I don't know, yeah. like, I don't, I get the feeling that she didn't do, she didn't like orchestrate all of this to, to kill Gavin, to fuck with Crowley. But this is the relationship they have. This is what they bring out with each other. I, I don't know how you feel about that. I may, again, I may be reading way too well, much into it. What I just started thinking about as we were talking about this scene was Sam and Dean pr- promised Rowena a reward for helping them out. Was the reward supposed to be like revenge against Crowley or something? Oh, that's way more fun. I thought the reward was just meeting her grandchild. So if it's if it's literally to kill her grandchild, like, Oh, that's real fucked up. Because I thought, like, oh, they'll give her the book that or something. Like, they're going to give her something that she wants, a magical item. And then it never came up again. So that makes me... I was just starting to think, like, rolling through my head, like, wait, what would they be giving her as a reward? And if they said, hey, you want to get revenge against Crowley? Here you go. Which is... I. In a million years, I don't think Sam Redeem would do that. I don't. I don't think, think they would. They would even if this this was their plan all along. Like, hey, we're going to send this kid back in time. He's your grandson, but we need your help to do it. I don't think they would dangle revenge. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like something they would do in this way. Uh, and I don't know if that was supposed to be what it was, or if there was a different reward that we're going to find out about later, or, or if it was just a plot hole they forgot about. I don't know. But if that's the case, that's incredibly fucked up. Super fucked up. I also think like the idea of them, I, there's no, there's, I don't, there's no way it could be orchestrated, right? Like they didn't no. know necessarily know it was his girlfriend until he got there. And 
Rowena was already there at that point. So I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like I don't, I, I but who fucking knows? Not. If, if it, it just yeah. feels <laughs> shitty. Like the whole thing feels shitty. Uh, but I actually do like the, uh, I guess to, to say positive things about this episode, like this, the Crowley stuff earlier where he got emotional about his kid was really good. And now Rowena, like whether or not she did it this with the full intention of punishing Crowley or getting revenge on Crowley, or she did it and then was given the opportunity to punish Crowley with it. I don't think matters that much. I like either one that happened and I, she like delivers kind of a killer performance because you could tell mm-hmm. she's upset about it. Like she's emotional about it and she's like this relationship I think is super interesting. Like I, I like this relationship between the two of them because both of them are real shitty, horrible people and that both are still trying to figure out how to like love each other at the same time, which is kind of supernatural.txt. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I kind of dig mm-hmm. this Chris. Like I kind of like this, yeah. this thing. These, uh, these two definitely put on, put on, some good work for this episode because yeah. a lot of this other stuff is, has just been real bad. Um, and I wish that supernatural would sometimes just kind of let relationships guide an episode, let, you know, character interactions guide an episode. We don't necessarily always need a hunt. I know that's the format of the show, but still, um, they could have been on their way to go deal with something else and just let these characters have interactions and, and growth. And I don't know. Um, because the the driving plot of this episode is what kind of really got under our skin and made everything feel so icky um, and pointless and yeah. silly and 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 time breaking. Um, but we end this episode with a montage, um, a musical <laughs> montage. I've, we've played or we've had this song in the show before. Have right? we? I, I knew we have. I, I know we've we had have. the Rolling Stones because I've made I've made Rolling Stones jokes before, but I, I didn't know if it was this episode or not. Um, or this song, I'm sorry. But, yeah, um, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like we definitely have this song, heard heard this song before. But um, we see the boys with Mary, we see Kelly and the demon, or Dagon. Prince of Hell, Dagon. Mm. Yeah, and we see uh, Lucifer in his chains, and he's smiling, and he calls Dagon's name out, and that's how the episode ends. It's, it's probably important to note that when we see the Winchesters uh, through this montage, they are they are all kind of yelling at each other and like... They're arguing like it's like they may not be yelling, but they're definitely arguing mm-hmm. with one another. Um, so like that's that's whole conflict is going to be unresolved till at least the next episode. Um, and that's it. We don't have to talk about this episode yeah. ever again. Yeah, it's you know, if that wasn't that fun to listen to, hopefully this was more of a catharsis for not blood um, for not blood. <laughs> Maybe it's a catharsis for for, um, you know, it's a, a way to vent frustrations with supernatural all combined into one episode yeah. and so hopefully going into the next ones will be uh more positive and carefree but hey they can't all be bangers and last time we had a real good one so it was only we had to set the universe back in yeah. order <laughs> and have a really bad one after it. much like the four supernatural episodes have to be balanced between light and dark um that's right that's right i uh i'm glad this is done i will make the bold claim that i think the uh the secret the backdoor pilot for the crossover might be a better episode than this. Probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I think this might be the worst episode of supernatural just because of how shitty it is. I'm probably forgetting stuff. So please don't hold me to that. I'm just, it's fresh and it, and it, mm-hmm. and it, and it irritates it's a me. fresh wound. It's a fresh wound. <laughs> uh, I did not like it and I'm glad we don't have to talk about it again. Chris, what are you, yeah, what are same. your opinions on it? I'm done, bro. Um, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Uh, we, or obviously feeling insecure about being negative. Hopefully we, we made this at least entertaining or interesting to listen to. If, uh, if you disagree, we're halfway through the season. We always do a feedback episode at the end of the season. So you can write to us at monster of the week 
dot cool slash contact or you can dm us on twitter at m-o-t-w cast i save all of that stuff so if you have something specific that you want to put us put in for the season 12 feedback episode those are the places to do it um if you really want to get my attention you could go pledge to us over at patreon.com slash monster of the week i remember everybody's name on our patreon chris <laughs> test me i dare you That's, give me all right uh-huh give me one <laughs> give me one name autumn <laughs> all right well you proved us wrong folks he does know him, so, every single day right, wrap yeah, it up yeah. you, you want to do two because i think i think chris's mom is on there too i don't remember her name that's right <laughs> that's right she's on there uh, uh she tried to give us a lot more money and i said mom you, please you just please don't you just hand me a 20 dollar bill and not go through and yeah. not go through patreon mom, i don't want you to ever accidentally listen to my podcast that would be so. that would be a problem every once in a while my dad's like so what's your show called i want to uh and i was like nope. no you're not posting anything on facebook and you're not listening to it it's called uh, Highway to Hell, the the supernatural yeah. podcast. Yes, <laughs> it's gonna much safer. Gonna sound really weird to you at first, but don't worry, you'll get used to our voices. Um, yeah, if we Jeremy puts a filter on me, yeah, it's okay. It's very strange. We do, you know protecting our identity, really. That's right. Uh, but thank you everybody for listening. Uh, thank you for the supporters over patreoncom monster the week. Thank you for people that have been writing into us and uh, telling us that you know they've been listening to the podcast a whole bunch. Uh, that's really means a lot to us, and I really really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, we will be back next week with Sammy the Vampire Slayer. Come again? <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>
So it's like it's a pretty well liked show, you know. Rating by demographic. Ooh, this is fun. Uh, this is not as fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> I thought there'd be a little wider spread on this, but it's all kind of like in the in the high to mid eights. The only interesting thing oh. is that dudes between thirty and forty four rated it at eight point two. Interesting. Which is the lowest? Oh, it's not the lowest. I'm sorry. Uh, all of the lowest are from dudes. Um, huh. less than 18 they've rated as 7.8 and there's 136 of them and it's an 8.2 overall it's a 8.4 overall oh 8.4 overall yeah, okay. Yeah. okay uh 136 people male people under the age of 18 have rated this and they've averaged that to a 7.8 45 and over there's 15,000 dudes over 45 that have rated this as 7.9 wow they just refuse to give up that eight mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um by comparison, Naruto Shippuden has an 8.6 Ooh. on. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Let me, let's Coming for him. <laughs> Wait for Naruto of the week. Coming yep. soon. Let's, 2021. Let's full metal Alchemist. Yeah. Yes. Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Yeah, definitely That's brotherhood. the good one. 9.1. It's not bad. Not bad. It's good. I, w- I would argue that's good. That's good. That's, a, that's an A minus <laughs> episode guide. So I can't. I really want to see. Damn, it just won't do it. Sorted by popularity. Merlin has a seven point nine. Oh, here we go. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. It's, it's because of the ending. Um, <laughs> I, can just, I haven't seen it. All right, here we go. Uh, we should have been doing this in the outtakes. This is already a really long episode. Maybe I should save this for next week uh, to quiz you on the top five and the bottom five episodes of Supernatural. All right, yeah, save it for next time. I, I already uploaded my audio, so. Oh, I'm still recording. I still have you, so it's no big deal. Um, I think, interestingly enough, all of the first five episodes are from what we've already covered except for one. Hmm. And let's go to, how do I get to the last? Just want to see the bottom five real quick. I'm curious if this is in it. And then I will end this phone call and we never have to talk to each other again if we don't want to. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> this is done. Um, oh, those don't have ratings. Well, this is not good. Uh, the least rated episode. Well, I guess this is not in here. I don't actually see Family Feud in this list at all. So it's not even in like the bottom like 20. Wow. Well, this is going to be a fun thing to do next week. Bye, Chris. Yeah. This was enjoyable. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Catch you later. I don't know if your mic is on uh, or if you're just ignoring me, frankly. Oh, hey. Sorry. I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> I was rebooting and Discord automatically opened in the background and I did not know that I was oh. still in the voice chat when it did that. So I'm actually still working. Oh, we're, um, we're but right. I hopped in. I was like all good to go and then somebody messaged me and was like, I need help. I will do your thing. I'm not I'm not in a rush. No, it's okay. My I could have logged out before four o'clock. And here I am. But it's cool because I rack up that extra time. I leave early on Friday. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. You know what I'm saying? Forget about it. Forget about it. Just like this episode. Forgot mm-hmm. about it. Forgot about it. This is like some season three shit. Dude, Get out of here. This is miserable.
we used to this other thing I'm working on just while I was waiting for this dude to respond to me. Um, I used to be able to like select all, edit all at the same time, and have all these changes go through for all you know 100 things I'm trying to do. Uh, but it just doesn't work anymore when I do everything at once. So I have to do like you know 10 at a time, wait a few minutes, refresh, do the next 10. It's so stupid. We built like an internal program to like. You know, so they didn't have to license other programs from outside the company and pay money to use them. Sure. Yeah. That um, always works really well. Yeah. So they tried this for years with a different version of this, this program, and it just never, ever, ever worked. So anybody who had to use it was just like, fucked. It's like, hey, sorry, your job's harder than everybody else's because <laughs> this program sucks. Uh, this one can can do things um, that we've always wanted other programs to do, and it's you know, tailor made to us, but that means that any time that we have an issue, it's like, well, sorry, we now have to like build a new version of this to make it work, and it's a pain in the ass. So my, all of our software, like all of our inventory and um, ledger stuff for my company, has been on a AS four hundred system, and like the tech heads out there just what like probably physically recoiled from that statement. <laughs> like it's been, it was ancient, and so they have. Uh, adopted not adopted they have adapted the same exact interface which looks like dos right like for like mm-hmm. imagine a two columns worth of choices of, and you're typing in number 13 yeah. to get to the sales management thing right um Yikes. they've adapted that exact same interface into a web browser oh no and it actually like i'm impressed that it works as well as it does like with hotkeys and everything like they did a yeah. really good job of of, of doing it because like you probably got a few thousand people out there that aren't tech savvy that don't want to point and click and that have been using these shortcuts like these these rapid fire number entry things for you know fifty years now, mm-hmm. so they can't really fuck that up uh but for me, who just goes in and like goes to an item and because my job is weird, uh I have to do this manually it goes to an item and like selects all of the transactions of that item that we sold mm-hmm. and like copies and pastes that into an Excel file to compile like a sales report every month. Uh, moving from the DOS version, the AS400 version to the web version, just fucking trashed it. <laughs> so you can't copy and paste Oof. it anymore. <laughs> and I was like, man, this sucks. And so like, uh, I called somebody and they were like, yeah, we don't really know. And then uh, last month, just out of nowhere, a download to Excel button appeared. And I was oh. like, okay. Uh, and I, I could do that, but the download to Excel button doesn't have the, it doesn't have the quantities on one screen or I can, it doesn't have the cost and sell and I need both quantities and cost and sell for my spreadsheet. Yeah. So it's like now I'm doing two spreadsheets and merging them together and it's just a giant pain in the ass. That sounds like a huge fucking pain in the ass. All right. I'm logging off now. Uh, there was a lot of inside baseball about my bullshit. Have you watched this 13 yeah. minute long trailer for our, our gameplay thing for Wukong black myth Wukong? Uh-uh. <laughs> I did see it in the Discord, and I saw somebody post about it on Twitter, but I have no idea what it is. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking at it now. It looks like, I don't know, like, Furry Neo, I guess? I think it's um, based on Journey to the West, which is... um. Yeah, like Enslaved what, Wars. Yeah, it's what uh, Dragon Ball is based on, too. Yeah. I don't know, it just, like, you were a mosquito, and now you're fighting, like, fox ninjas. Like, I'm just kind of, like, hmm. I have the volume turned off, but, yeah. So, oh, I'm not even recording it. I don't even have fucking... Wow, Chris. It's almost like you're trying to do your day job in a podcast at the same time. 
Check, 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 check. All right. We're- yeah, yeah. Check it out. Check, check, check it Just out. Just want to make sure that I... You never, you know, I've made this mistake so many times. Every time I don't check is when it turns out to be an issue. So you got to check every time, even though if you think um, you have it locked down, dude. You think doing it for four years would have it locked in tight? Because you know, when I did Chomp Chain, I never even looked at a fucking microphone. No, um, they, they had that shit lined out for you. Yeah, Joe had it all figured out. It's funny he would test us every time. Like we would all use the same channels, same mics every time, but he would he would just tweak it every time just to make sure. Yeah, you gotta you gotta turn a knob. Like if you got everybody there, you gotta turn a knob. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Don't be just yeah. having me sit down and not turn a knob to adjust for my voice. Like That's I don't great. even I don't even want to see that bullshit. Right. Um, this this looks extremely dope. By the way, this furry neo looks extremely dope. Oh, cool. What was I looking at? Uh, I already can't remember. It's been a weird day today. Um, I've been kind of sick. I uh, you know, I had some dairy products which I shouldn't have done. Uh oh. And uh, it just—it's just throwing my whole day off, you know. Thankfully, I was working from home. <laughs> my neighbors were uh, complaining about their health problems to me um, because that's, I guess, something that old men do to other mm. old men now. It's what young and, men do to other uh, young true. men. That's yeah. Me also, yeah. I was basically <laughs> having an outdoor podcast. Okay, uh-huh. there's a giant like troll creature just wandering around in this forest. I am kind of here for this game. I'm You're in for giant off. troll. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just going to turn that off so I don't get distracted. Um, you know, I... Um, but he was complaining because he had to stop eating uh, pimento cheese because it fucked up his cholesterol. And apparently he was like, he has eaten so much pimento cheese that his doctor noticed. And he's like, I can't help it. I just love pimento <laughs> cheese on celery. And I'm like, okay, cool. All right, dog. That's cool. <laughs> that's a lot. He's like, yeah, sometimes I just sit there with the package and just, you know, eat it. And I'm like, wow. that's Dog, that ain't right. That's a lot of information that I... I mean, I couldn't even remember your name until like that dude over there said it. So like, we're gonna yeah. need to talk about boundaries from here on yeah. out. Was I? Um, oh, I I got the so the the unit you sent me the unit the unit yeah, whatever the unit. hell that thing is called the shield um, TV the shield TV. So I was bringing it into the podcast room because okay. there's a spare TV in here. Um, and, and wouldn't it be dope if you could watch videos in there? Yeah, boom. Forget about it. Um, and while I'm doing that, I just thought I have this HDMI cord in my hand. I could hook up a second screen for my laptop you could. because work would be so much easier with a second screen. I have two screens at work. So, um, I, f- I spent a while like troubleshooting, making everything work. Uh, finally get in there. I'm in my like remote desktop cause I am accessing my work PC. I, I don't have like all of it on my actual home laptop. Um, mm-hmm. just remoting in and I finally got both screens working. So I go to just drag everything out i basically just have to extend it and the window will only go like a quarter of an inch onto the second screen for some reason no matter what i did i just couldn't get it to fully expand to both screens so i was like well that was a complete waste of time that was a complete waste of time uh i could have you should have sent a text to your boy because i could have told you that remote desktop is not going to play very well with multiple monitors yeah so. yeah i should have known that too because even at work if i remote into a different pc i would have the same issues but i just didn't think about it yeah it's frustrating and annoying and having two monitors is the best the best thing right now i can look at furry ninjas and also our recording our waveforms and my recording software it's great see i could like if for some reason we have a couple culprits and we'd have to ask these people multiple times hey can you just can you not send a screenshot of these account numbers could you just like like copy and paste the account numbers into an email so that i can then copy and paste them into the system because you send me a screenshot and now I got to tab back and forth between that window and the window where I type everything in. And I got to remember this 14 digit account number 
because I can't just, I don't have two screens and I can't just copy and paste. This is a huge pain in my ass. Um, so it's, uh, what happened to me to, this, this week is my boss mm-hmm. called me and I got that spike of anxiety because my boss is yeah. calling me because, you know, uh-huh. my boss is calling me and I pick up the phone and he's like, Hey, can, can you, hey, make you're a, so, you're a gamer, right? <laughs> can you make it so I can edit this Excel file? And I was like, I, I mean, yeah sure just what are you trying to do and he's like click enable editing uh, and i was he was like i'm just trying to get you know i've been trying to put my name in but it puts it it's all formatted wrong and it's prints on two pages and i'm like oh my god what is this so uh. <laughs> the first thing that he sends me is a scan of him trying to print the excel file which he didn't print in landscape so he he so he scanned that into pdf and emailed that to me which was helpful because it had the things that he wanted to put in the actual excel file uh-huh. so by the time he sent me that um but also the excel file which he did not create this was this is like an official bid form or whatever uh for like a company and i was like well like it has that they did that thing where like name and one cell and you would just expect you for you to you want you to put the name in like the next cell over right in the mm-hmm. next column no it's just name with a 45 character long underscore blank on the same cell. So that if you click any of the other cells, you just fuck everything up. Yeah. It's hilarious. Uh, all of the quantities for all of the items that they wanted us to bid were, they didn't have just the number. They had like 19 each. So you couldn't just like do the multiplication. Like you couldn't do like an equal <laughs> such and such times such and such to get the total. Like you had to actually do the math and it was ridiculous, Chris. Like it Excel was, is so powerful and so unwieldy sometimes. And I just, sometimes I just, I'm like, Oh God, I, why are you sending me? Like, why are you printing stuff and scanning mm-hmm. it and then emailing it to me? This is the worst. It's the worst. I don't want that shit. Get it away from me. I am. Um, you know, your phone, I may have mentioned this to you before, but like your phone has that ability to save a signature so you can just sign a document and send it to somebody real mm-hmm, quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did that for like some work stuff. And the person on the other end was like, okay, how did you do that so fast? And I'm like, I just did it with my, <laughs> just did it with my phone. I mean, it was like, no, it was NBD, no sweat gang. And she said, no sweat gang. And she's like, do you have a, do you have an iPhone? And I'm like, yeah, because you got to tell me how to do that. And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> we, don't work, we don't work for the same company. I have to, I have to, I have to take scans of Excel files from my boss. I don't have to do shit for you. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta do work. Not you, should, to you. you should Google signature on iPhone and just go down a rabbit hole because I do not fucking care. Oh, every time my supervisor's out, so I'm like covering for him. I just I end up just Googling shit. How do I do this in Excel? How do I do that? I never I don't need to learn anything. Nobody needs to teach me. I just fucking Google it. I'll give you I'll give you a secret, Chris. When I was doing computer repair work in the early aughts, uh late nineties, early aughts, uh people thought I was an extremely smart guy because all I knew how to do was Google something and mm-hmm. find and remember stuff. That was yep. it. That was my yep. two. That was my two talents: was googling problems, finding solutions. I guess that's three: finding solutions and then remembering that later and looking. You like just gotta not be lazy. Yeah, you just have to not be lazy. But then, even then, it's like you're still being lazy because you're getting paid for it, and you're just googling stuff. I don't know, dude. I think I think. Look, if I, if my if I'm getting paid to figure out the answers to questions you don't have time to figure out, then I think I'm doing good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, this morning. I was texting you and then I tweeted about streaming Final Fantasy VIII. You did? Because right? um, I thought, hey, why why wouldn't I do that, right? We've been like, you know, we're streaming here and there and trying to get a little just, more comfortable with it. It was eight? Eight. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. I did not read it as eight. I thought you were talking about seven this entire time. But I thought that oh, was no. weird. Yeah. Uh, Squall. My boy Squall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, gotta, I play fast and loose with those Roman numerals. So you do. You do. That's on me. That's on me. Um, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, I watched, I watched a streamer play it. 
I like a compilation of them play. It came up in my YouTube feed. I watched a lot of random shit on YouTube today. Um, like a dude who couldn't pronounce the word doll despite being fully English speaking. Um, and I just thought, hey, wouldn't that be fun? It's my favorite game. I know like everything about it. That could be that could be a good time. And then I started thinking, Jeremy, why the hell are are we not streaming Shadow of the Colossus? We could do like a two hour run, probably finish that whole game. Easy. I, I might so. have to do it. I might have to just just throw it on one night, and then we'll record a podcast. But you, you know what we could do uh, that would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can squad stream. Pardon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like I could stream. Uh-huh. And then you could stream, and then we could somebody like we could create a, a Twitch channel that was hosting the both of us. You could see both of us at the same time, right? Yes. A- and we could race Shadow. Of the I Colossus. love that. That would be super fun. <laughs> and we could that be at a fun. we could be at a party chat together so that it would be unbearable for everybody. <laughs> 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 We'd have to figure and out chats the sound. try to like be like, yeah. what do you do over there? What are you doing over there? Um, but it would be it would be I don't think it would be unbearable, but I think it would be really funny, especially if we were in a party chat together and we were fucking with one another. Like, oh mm-hmm. my god, you're still on that, dude. I'm way past <laughs> that because we're not looking at the other screen, oh, true. right? That's true. Yeah, we, I should, chat could see. We should test that out and try to figure out how that works. Yeah, that could be super fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I've been really, for some reason, just itching to talk about that game. Yeah. And, um, we should do that, play the whole game, and then also do like a real big local bones nose game. You know, like, yeah, that would be cool. Um, and hopefully, can, we can continue with Resident Evil 5 if the internet wants to cooperate. Yes, I think we got it at the end. Um, yeah. And people, like, watch Twitter for, like, watch our Monster of the Week Twitter for, if you want to come watch me and Chris play video games and shoot and shoot racist zombies. Um, yeah. Or no, wait, be racist we, while shooting zombies. Yeah, we, we might unfortunately be. Um, we well, it's better when it just when you're shooting alligators, when it kind of shifts tone a little bit. Definitely needs to pivot to gators pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just shot um, Connie's hit, hype man in the last episode. Yeah, you know, it's not it technically racist but the optics of it are pretty bad yeah it's not it, look they're all zombies right like they've all yeah. been infected and, that's, right. and they're all attacking us like we're it's self-defense in a, in a large kind of way but like it still just looks real weird um but that game is fun i had a good time doing that uh, and i want yeah, to i want to fun. stream more um definitely i think that's a I think that's a good time to be had i was about For to sure. just blow your mind with a factoid or with a piece of information Damn. now i, can, I would now love I can, a fact right now if i could just have one fact in the chat that would be really Really great. <laughs> Just get a get a chat chat fact, please. Can chat I get a fact. chat fact, please? Chat fact. Uh, hashtag chat fact. Let me get a uh, let me get a let me get a chat fact, please. Man, yeah, I really want to. I want to stream Final Fantasy VIII because um, I think I could beat you that love game. That game, lickety split, dude. And it's an excuse to play it again, even though I just played it last year and got the platinum in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you know, and I want my co-pilot to be there because. When when I'm off just grinding fish on the beach before fighting even the first boss, I need you to be there to entertain the chat. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing how because while we, we were doing all the Resident Evil stuff, like you had been in the chat entertaining, you had been in in the voice chat entertaining our text chat on the stream. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were a couple of times during that where you were like, "I'm gonna go get some coffee. I'll be right back." And I was like, "Uh, I can't talk <laughs> anymore. What is this? Like, I just lost all like having to play a video game and talk to people at the same time is fucking bonkers." Yeah, uh-huh. I'm um, I'm really weird with uh, social situations because I'll either be like, I'll get be very nervous and anxious, or just like way too overly familiar all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> like I was testing Art Resident Evil Four. Uh, audio the other day and you weren't available but thankfully uh saska 
jump jumped in and i just immediately started talking as if like it was you <laughs> just like super <laughs> casual like hey what's up uh, anyway yeah how does it sound um I'm like, why? That's how I am with like children too. Like, if I talk to like a little kid, like a niece or a nephew, I'm just like, hey, dude, what's up? Fuck. Uh, you, I mean, sorry, dude. I mean, don't, what's don't up, little guy? I, I, Wait, I what's said up, that, big you, guy? You little what bitch. To- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what are you into? Fucking Minecraft? <laughs> <laughs> you putting fucking blocks down, you little weirdo? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> fucking poser. Are you even game, bro? Uh, how many how many Game Grumps videos have you watched, you little shit? <laughs> you little fucking poser. So you think you're a Final Fantasy fan? Fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. I like I like yelling at children a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I I don't do it often because I I feel like you could you really like legally speaking you can only yell at your own kids. Morally, you sure, shouldn't sure, yell sure. at any kids. But like legally, well, yeah. like I would get in trouble for yelling at somebody else's kid. I think. Um, I mean, if they have dumb opinions. <laughs> <laughs> what he said final fantasy 3 was the best one and he's clearly never played yeah. any of them yeah. this boy's six years old and he's come out with shit like that i don't think so i'm not gonna let it stand i don't know i'm i don't know him no i don't <laughs> i don't give a shit if his name is dakota with the c he's fucking yeah. wrong he's fucking wrong he's got dumb opinions and he's, he's gonna grow up having dumb opinions unless somebody says something officer please <laughs> officer please <laughs> Let me explain. The cop is put in on the cuffs and whispered in your ear, I agree, but this is really weird, man. <laughs> like, you have a solid point, wrong execution. You shouldn't you yell at children. You gotta go home, brother. You gotta get out of here. <laughs> you need to get the fuck out, man. You gotta stop yelling at these children. Oh, uh, oh man. Uh, I, my sister is getting married uh, soon, and I'm very curious if she's going to have children or not. Uh, and I'm, like, I have one nephew. I don't really see my nephew a whole lot, though. Um, that for any like weird reason it's just you know i don't um you guys got beef (laughs) it's a it's a weird situation like i'm really bad at the family thing right like Mm -hmm, i've got mm -hmm. i've got one sister that um i haven't really like even reached out to talk to since my mom's funeral um which is a bad vibe like shouldn't that shouldn't sure Um, sure 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 uh, but like she also doesn't reach out to us like like it's a weird kind of split thing where she went with her dad and her dad's not related to us and all this other stuff like it's just a weird vibe and i have another sister who like is kind of ostracized from our shared parent like they don't really talk to each other which i think kind of includes me but definitely doesn't but i've reached out a few times and she hasn't called me back so like i'm not gonna chase that bullshit you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah but yeah, now yeah, i've yeah. got like and, and definitely should chase it like she's my sister but um so this is the only the sister that's getting married is the only sister that I'm like really, really close to. And I'm curious which, if, she, if she's going to have kids and if so, like how much I can corrupt them. Like I really, I really want to be an uncle Jay that gets to corrupt a child. Yeah. So. Yeah. My sister's having a kid now. So, um, you know, yeah. shout out. I'm fucking, I'm weird uncle. Let's do this baby. Hold on. Let me, let me Google our big hands. Hereditary. <laughs> it's the other sister. Unfortunately, uh, our small we keep, hands. We keep wondering hereditary. If, we keep wondering if my big feet will somehow show up. Yeah. Uh, yeah because sure. there's nobody else in our, our family has them. Um, it seems like we all have different traits of either one of our parents. All these like weird little things. Um, but these gigantic feet of mine, they can't be traced back anywhere. Like my dad wears a size 12 shoe, but that's, that's, that's not a 16. Yeah, that's yeah. Insane. We're also, we're both six feet tall, so it doesn't make sense that my feet are like irrationally large. Um, it's also why I get hurt so much but i'm so clumsy all right i texted you the other day i was all fucked up from my leg which yeah, dude, still hurts falling real around, bad falling down the stairs and like <laughs> wounded yourself and it was like you had a series of unfortunate events happen to you i'm just always off balance because my feet are too it's like if you're walking around with shoes that were too big 
It oh, doesn't yeah. matter how used to them you get. You're still off balance. Maybe you shouldn't wear the slippy cowboy boots all the time, like as stylish you as know, they are. Maybe I'm you wearing basketball some... shorts and cowboy boots, brother. <laughs> you should wear something I'm with clicking a little... and clacking around the house. A, just a little bit of fucking traction, dog. That's all I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, a little you, bit of traction. You, you make a good point. <laughs> I uh, I told Autumn I wanted to uh, because I you know my job is very rural and like a lot of these dudes are like you know country guys and I was like I mm-hmm. bet I would like jeans and some cowboy boots would help me um, like shake some of my nerd vibe a little bit uh, and maybe they would look cool and I would be cool and Autumn bought me a pair of she- <laughs> like and it was a conversation she was like are you sure like are you sure like this does it and i'm like yeah yeah yeah. let's try it out she's like well i'm i'm gonna buy them from like a place that can return them i'm like you won't need to no big deal and like yeah instantly put them on it just started sliding around the fucking floor and i'm like yeah i don't i don't want to do you gotta break them in dude no i don't (laughs) well that's that's fair point fair point but that's part of getting them you have to break them in a little bit because they're a little bit too slippy and slidey at first also, they they tend to be pretty stiff when you put them on. They're um, extremely stiff. They were very see, uncomfortable at first, but I knew I guess that it's going different. In, so yeah, I wasn't worried about true. that. It's different wearing cowboy boots up here because it's more of like a, I guess, more of a novelty because people don't generally wear cowboy boots in Massachusetts. That's not that's not a thing. <laughs> it's not. It's not, um, a, it's not a thing that cool or normal people yeah, do. <laughs> yeah, and I think I told you before I started wearing them because. Um, I tried them on, I was at like the mall with my friends or something and everybody, somebody was getting a new pair of shoes. I go into a shoe store. Obviously I can't buy shoes. They don't make them at my size to like put in stock at a store. Um, unless it's like some big ass basketball shoe or something. Um, so they had cowboy boots there in like a 12 or a 13. And I just thought, well, well this, I'm just going to put it on. I'm just sitting around waiting. So I'm just going to put this shoe on and it kind of fit and it made my feet look like a normal size. And I've always been super self-conscious about the size of my feet. So I just thought, hell yeah, dude, I'm going to get some cowboy boots and, and been rocking them ever since. Um, I love it. They probably don't it. help make my feet look any smaller, but definitely um, not. they make me an inch taller. Are you, so. um, I, I follow some people and I know, I know some people that are kind of snobbish about their cowboy boots. Like they, they go to seek out, uh, like, I, like I work with a guy who has these cowboy boots that he wears and I think that they're like special I don't think that they're gator, but they're like some weird, they're made out of some weird animal that cowboy boots aren't normally made out of. And it's always comes, it always comes up in conversation where someone's like, "Mm, you got those ostrich boots. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I've had these for years. And like, I want to, I actually kind of want to say that they're ostrich boots now that I've said it out loud with my mouth. That's very interesting. Yeah. I think they're ostrich boots. But like, have you gone like deep to go to the cowboy boot store and like picking out the, the leather and everything? In 10 years, I've had two pairs of cowboy boots and they're just, they're the same pair. Um, I bought, I don't even remember the name of the brand, to be honest with you. Um, but there was, it was nothing crazy. Just a, just a standard leather cowboy boot. Um, bought a pair in probably 2010 and wore through them. And then I think maybe two years ago, I finally bought the exact same pair, saw it listed online. They had been out of stock, whatever, but for whatever reason, just one pair was listed online in my size, same exact color, brand, everything. So I got them and then just been wearing them since. They 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 last a long time. Especially since, you know, I don't do a lot of um walking. Yeah. So <laughs> we, were, really we were talking helps. earlier about our cardiovascular <laughs> issues and yeah. how we should have some of that. <laughs> some of that vascular yeah. if we could Dude, like I'll do I've been doing my exercises and like it's been it's been great. I put on a lot of muscle. And I feel in, in that regard, I feel better. Like I feel stronger than I have in, you know, since I was a teenager, probably like, I feel like I could lift a truck sometimes, but I will get out of breath so fucking fast because my cardiovascular health isn't like, I'm not doing any cardio. I'm just doing like body weight stuff. Um, 
So I got to run or jog or even walk. <laughs> just anything to just, just really just get it walk, moving, you know? Just walk down the road, man. Like, got to like, keep I, that heart going. We were doing a really good job of that at first, of just walking down the road. And then um, they open the gym back up um, and Autumn goes to the gym at an insane time in the morning. So there's basically nobody there. And mm-hmm. so, uh, and I could do the same thing. I'm, I don't want to say that I, none of this is Autumn's fault. <laughs> and I could also just go walking down the street by myself too, right? Like the, none of this is, right. has anything to do with with anything except my laziness. And yes. Um, and, and, and I'm at the point now, especially with the COVID stuff, like where anything bad that happens to me, I'm like, oh. I'm dying. I'm going to be dead tomorrow. Like, and it makes me um, even more anxious about stuff, which triggers other weird anxiety issues, which makes it difficult to like do my job, which is drive across South Louisiana and over bridges sometimes. So very fucking weird nowadays. It's super weird. Um, Yeah. I just keep having like random extreme bouts of depression or anxiety. I'm like, man, can we fucking not do this today? <laughs> like, I got a lot of stuff to do, and I'm just depressed now. <laughs> do you know that feeling? And I know you do because you and I have talked about it a lot. But that feeling where, like, you get to work, uh, or you were working, or whatever, and it's like you've been there for a couple of hours. The coffee's kicking in, um, and you're you, all of a sudden like all of these creative things come to your mind of mm-hmm. like, oh man, I could write this song or I could put together this story or I could, what if I did this on a podcast or but like you're just in your mind is filled with all of this like creative juices, right? Like they're just, you're just like ready to go. Um, and like for me, a lot of the times that happens and I'm in my car and there's literally nothing I can do about it. And then mm-hmm. by the time I get home, I'm drained and I'm like, uh, uh, just watch Mario streams and look at Twitter and you know, be done. Um, the thing that's been happening to me that the evolution of that in 2020 is that now when it happens to me in the car and I start getting the ideas, I immediately feel bad and shitty about myself for not ever doing any of them. So I I don't even get the temporary high of the creative juices. Like the juice is poisoned now. Like the juices is the fucking male half. I've got the male half of the juices from the wheel of time. It's It's just been tainted. It's been the juices are tainted, Chris. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, I used to get so energetic about writing that if I would think of a certain passage or an idea, I would try to pull over on the highway. Wow. to write it down like i would get so into it and um you know a couple months ago i, w- I was writing um pretty frequently and I just you know now i'm back in the office and completely have stopped doing it again and i try i kind of try not to think about it even though i know i should be doing it because that guilt of hey I-, I can't believe i haven't done this yet um it dude it creeps up on you and it sucks um which is you know we gotta keep recording podcasts and try to be creative and find new things to but I know exactly what you're talking about. When that coffee kicks in and it's, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, you get the whole day ahead of you, you're not particularly busy, but you're at work or you're doing something important. That's it. I'll get, I'll send you a flood of texts and, hey, what if we did this thing, this and this? And then I get home from work and I'm like, man, I'm too depressed to report a cup, report, <laughs> Jesus, record a podcast. I think I'm just going to lay down for six hours and look at my phone. I, uh, I almost canceled on you today as we're recording because I would again like with that weird chest thing and I was like laying I wouldn't like lay down before this and was like I'm just gonna lay here and see if I feel any better it was like what if I don't like what if I'm this makes me low energy and I'm not funny and all this other stuff and I was like oh, fuck it I'm just gonna do the thing I like I don't want to do the thing mm-hmm. this weekend I don't want to be late on the early feed so let's just do the fucking right. thing and right and yeah I'm like being here and talking is is, is way better but it's just fucking that's how it always is it that's always, how it always is. every so, single as soon time as you get on the mic yeah that's like when I even I was saying this to Jess yesterday when I do my exercises I it takes me like five minutes to do my full routine that's not a lot like I'm not like I'm I build it up a little bit more each week so i do i'm doing more and more and more but like it really does not take me a long time to do my routine 
but it will take me so fucking long to build up like the mental drive to go and do it. Like I didn't yeah. do it all day today. I've been home all day. And when I was previously working from home full time, that would be like 11 o'clock every day. I'm going to do my thing and boom, there we go. Ready to go. But now I'm just like, I have to fight to do it, even though my, it's so much easier for my body and it literally doesn't take any time at all. I just like cannot find the drive to do it. And then once I do it, I'm like, oh yeah, that was easy. It's just the same thing with anything. Getting up to go to work, doing the podcast, stuff that I enjoy doing, it still takes that extra push. And I guess, you know, that's just part of living in a fucked up world right now. Our brains yeah. are just kind of yeah. mush. And I like to think that like, because um, you know, I listen to a lot of uh, like interview podcasts um, mm-hmm. and I'm like lately have been listening to Mike Eagle's new one. Uh, what had happened was where he interviews a guy named Prince Paul about like, his involvement in basically the entire history of hip hop, which is crazy. Um, really good podcast. Go seek it out. Like, even if you don't know anything about any of the music involved, like they will play some samples, but like just get a good vibe off of listening to these two people talk to each other. But, um, it was, it's like this dude who is like instrumental in some of the biggest records of all time, who is, who has done more and, and, and like, who is this insane, like producer, creative genius is like, at one point live it out of his out of the basement of the house that he had bought his mother previously and like not ashamed to bring the rizza over to listen to beats right it was like i gotta come to yeah. you riz like that kind of thing and like also and also just like he, he was the episode i listened to today was like yeah we haven't done a third album yet with this group because like we've talked about it we both want to do it but i'm not like feeling creative like i don't want to start this with that when i don't have this this kind of thing that I, that I know I can go into it with. And I've been feeling like kind of down on myself and all this other stuff. And I'm like, what does it take? Like, what does it take for a human being just to have fucking like confidence in themselves? Like, because seriously, if, if, and, I, and this is like a vibe that I've seen, I, I listened to a podcast with fucking Andre 3000 from odd uh, outcast. And he was he, like, that dude has like depression issues and was like feeling not confident in himself for a lot of his career. And that is the coolest motherfucker I could uh-huh. ever imagine. Right. Uh-huh. If you asked me who I wanted to come back as, I would say, and Andre 3000, <laughs> like just one of them, like give me Andre 2999. <laughs> I would yeah, take that yeah, guy. Like yeah. he's one of the coolest dudes ever. And like still has, you know, weird mental issues. And I, I don't know what to do about that, Chris. Like, what do we do about it? I think that should give us hope, right? i guess i don't know man. like there's a glass half empty situation where it's like this is the rest of my life yeah that's true well okay in that effect yes at a certain point um it would be nice to feel fulfilled but if that never happens at least you can you can maybe trick yourself into believing that some of it is the imposter syndrome stuff like sure yeah um definitely like that. okay maybe maybe what i have done is worthy or maybe it is good enough even if i don't feel that way and as long as you can have those blips of of happiness, then I don't know. The uh, the blips of happiness are new patrons and like crossing over a a yep. hundred thousand download marker in our metrics. Uh-huh. Like those are my two blips of happiness. Like w- in regards to podcasts, like autumn is pretty cool. Like don't get yeah, me wrong. Yeah. But, uh, so lately, because I've been like I've been just trying to focus on like whatever I can because of the travel ban. Jess and I haven't seen each other in a couple weeks. Yeah. So, um. It's going to, like, next weekend, I'm just going down and, and picking her up and whatever. But um, it's, it's just, like, it puts things in perspective, and I start feeling, like, real fucking bad. And I'm being like, what the fuck have I done with my life that we don't live together? You know, I'm at my grandmother's house and all this shit. It's just, like, this spiral of, like, negativity just claws over me. So then I got to try and reach out and find the little things just to hang on to until the storm passes. Because there's nothing I can do about a lot of it right now. So just got just to gotta keep on going. 
got to talk about some wonderful episodes of Supernatural. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Supernatural. That was fun. Anyway, uh, video games are cool, and Supernatural's yeah, you should, you okay should, sometimes. You should all play Supernatural and watch uh, Season 12, Episode 11 of Supernatural instead of Episode 12. Yeah. Or no, no, yeah. 12 is the good one. 13 is the bad one. That's what I was saying. Yeah. All right. Um.